Welcome back to Ordinal Revolution. My name is Shizzy. On this channel, we talk about BRC20s. We talk about the TAP protocol. We talk about boss protocol and, of course, ordinals. And then now we're going to start talking about the Orcash protocol. This is going to be something that's really new, really amazing. And we had Sonic on from last time. And uh, Sonic, it was just an amazing interview. I haven't watched that. I'll have that in the show notes. You can go back and watch part one. This is part two of this the Sonic series of Orcash. I'm excited for this one. Let me bring in my co-host for... Mr. Yago B. Hey, what's up, Shizzy? What's going on? Sorry about no. my background. I'm 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 in a lake house in in outside of Austin. So, <laughs> but uh, I couldn't miss this one. Couldn't miss it. We appreciate you doing this, buddy. We know you're on vacation, and and but this is just this is too good to miss, man. For sure, hundred percent. You know, um, there's so much stuff going on in the space right now, and as we always discuss, you know, our job is to really is to cover everything that's legitimate right and so um orc cash is is definitely legitimate they're making big waves with that protocol and um there's some big big stuff happening i'm, I'm glad we have sonic on he's gonna dive right into that so yeah man they got like a potentially a wallet coming i mean you know we, we, we've been diving on tap for a while but tap doesn't have a wallet yet and yeah. this is something that's going to be pretty spectacular very quickly if everything works properly, which I think Sonic is, uh, I don't think he'd put anything out that doesn't work properly. So, yeah, hundred percent. And you know, we from from the experiences that we've had with Sonic, we understand that he's very he has great business acumen. So, you know, anything that he's going to release is going to be tested over and over and stuff. But like, obviously, you know, still early stages with a release with any product. But yeah, man, I'm excited to to dive into it. You know, with with you and I, like. It doesn't matter if it's new it excites us and we we yeah. dabble into it we dive into it we mint it and and that and yeah. this is just another thing we're going to be able to to try out and that's the thing with um this type of space right now over in ordinals it's like you know with even when people are saying with the quad key and the bitmap thing it's like the more the better if we have the more protocols the more things to do over here the better it is and this is just another thing and we don't know who the winners are going to be we don't it doesn't really matter it's just let's just throw everything at the wall and let you know let people will vote again the people will vote with how they use things and it's more stuff gets that's get used the you know the, that's one that's going to win yeah just like anything else yeah and and, and you're, you're absolutely right about that you know um and i think for builders it can be uh, you know stressful with that but like if you're building passionately um it doesn't it, it matters less right because no matter yep. what like you're having fun with it and all this stuff but like from the user end you should embrace that because like uh, the market will always play out how the market exactly what the market decides and you gotta yep. like really just accept that and, and just feel grateful that we're in this innovation phase with bitcoin you know yep. because we're uh so early exactly so exactly so so that's so without further ado let's bring in a man let's sonic man on, thank sonic. you for coming on hey she's a yagobi great to be on the show again yeah. so this is your second time on uh there's not many many people who've done a second appearance yet which is awesome and we appreciate that from That's you really uh, the first one honor. was <laughs> <laughs> the first one was uh probably one of one of our, our highest viewed videos and um people are really looking forward to this one i've talked to a bunch of people in spaces yeah. yesterday and they're like oh wow you're having them on again ask them this question ask them this question it's like hold on let's let's see what he got first <laughs> <laughs> okay so, I have so a lot of been, 
Yeah, you've been pretty busy, you know, obviously, you know, with the, the product launches and all this stuff, uh, you know, being behind the ORC cash protocol. Can you um, kind of let the audience know, like, give us an update on on ORC cash and, and um, the changes that you guys have been going through? All right, great. Uh, actually, if you don't mind, I will share the screen with the protocol page and work through it, maybe. Um, so I, the last biggest thing we did was we finally have enabled the backend, like backward compatibility with all the BRC20 and ORC20 token deploy and means. What that means is on the ORC cache protocol, you will be able to see all your previously minted tokens as token balances, but they are directly converted to cash bills. So your mint instructions, uh, just as you mint it, will, will be in your wallet. And they're all like single instruction cash bills that you can send to different people. Like this page I'm showing, this is the biggest holder of Audi. He clearly has a lot of sets as well. Um, so yeah, if you're minting SATS tokens, let's say right now, you will be able to get basically double dipping on BRC20 protocol as well, and also on ORC cash protocol. But in our protocol, all those instructions are actually valid. All those mint instructions are actually cash. So you can send them directly to people and sell it directly to people as well. Let's say this guy holds like how many, 500? Mint of Audi, um, we have actually just uploaded a collection to uh, Magic Eden. Hopefully they will get accepted soon and you will be able to trade those Audi tokens on ORC Cash, just like the OSH token that you have been trading. So all the instructions will be in the collection uh, but I, I, I do have to give people some heads up about Audi uh, because some instructions actually didn't mint like a whole a thousand. Uh, a lot of them are like one token mints. I think it was because it wasn't fully minted out in the beginning and people realized that, oh, if you mint a thousand, it's always invalid. There's like, like some 900 reminders. And then people started to minting like one Audi instructions and a lot of those are like one or ten so uh clearly those will be worth less so when you're buying uh, magic eden of the audi token on osh cash or cash protocol then be aware what you are actually buying but they will all be included in the collection and this token will like have i think 21 1300 something instructions and okay. uh hey, yeah, sonic real quick so, so it, what it sounds like to me is that you're getting an airdrop almost of like what of your what you minted on the brc20 side but in the orc uh cash version is that correct yeah exactly you can understand it that way as well because it's essentially giving you another balance that is unrelated to your brc 20 token balance because you might have already sold some you might have already transferred some to other wallet but 
only the mint institutions are recognized by the ORC Cash mm. protocol. So, uh, uh, it, so it will be like you never sold. <laughs> gotcha. So the people that sold early, you will get a second chance in the ORC Cash system. What if you bought <laughs> the? Wow. And if you bought the tokens on secondary, then you won't get recognized because you didn't mint it, right? Yeah, because the ORC Cash protocol uh, didn't recognize the BRC twenty transfer logic. Gotcha. Uh, I think that's the lesson we learned from like building ORC twenty protocols uh, indexers. It's that once you have like a previous logic, and then you you need to, if you ever decide to do an upgrade and it's a hard fork, then you need like the previous logic and then a snapshot and then build the later logic. And the indexer for that will be very heavy. It's really hard to promote to any platform, like any exchanges, and it's really hard to be decentralized. So to learn from that lesson, we decided to not like include all the transfer logics of the previous uh, two protocols and just directly supporting the uh, deploy and mint because those are generally very simple and the format is uh mostly compatible with orc cash protocol so we can accept that and so yeah it is kind of a selective airdrop to people that joined it early that minted all those early tokens and they will have the best uh outcomes i think out of this that's so cool i like that a lot that's really awesome so all my mints that i've minted i'm gonna get them back and i get to play with them again. yeah obviously the value you should check Yes, actually, you should check your balances on InfoSet right now with your wallet address that you have or minted <laughs> any token. Like, it's really awesome to see all your tokens in one wallet. Like, it doesn't matter which protocol you minted on. Like, I, I clearly minted a lot of, uh, like, ORC20 and also BRC20 as well, uh, but not the Audi one, but later ones. But to see them all in one wallet under one protocol, is like really awesome just to see and yeah that's cool and later on i will talk about the wallet that you can actually use to manage your tokens easier and we also support all those three protocols gotcha so that's the first biggest thing about the rc uh, cash protocol and the second thing is I've decided to give the ORC, uh, the OSH token community, the right that it actually deserves. And also trying to uh, actually make the protocol community driven and decentralized. Um, that's the principle I wrote down when I first launched the protocol is to have a protocol that's managed by a community, not just one person. So to give them that power i've added two new operations which is propose and vote so with these two operations you'll be able to propose a idea or a just any implementation or just simply within your token community something that you decided to do together and then let the to token holders actually vote on those so with two operations propose and vote it's essentially a decentralized voting system that's token gated and this can apply to all tokens deployed with orc cash protocol 
And wow. the first wow. one we have tested with is with OSIC token. And I have proposed the first uh, proposal, which is actually adding the voting system. So by voting, you by nature is supporting this uh, proposal. But uh, I think that the, the yes votes are overwhelming and it's already over 30% total token supplies have all voted. I think it's probably more than like 300 addresses voted. Um, so that was really good to see. And the community so really is really excited so about this. this. This is the first part. This is the first um, legitimate, from what I've seen, uh, sign of governance. Um, so this is amazing. Yeah. So my question is, so do you have to burn the OSH NFT for the or, uh, OSH ordinal? No. So it, you're just holding the OSH ordinal itself will allow you the governance power? Uh, yes. Uh, wow. You don't need to burn any token. So I've added some guidelines in using and indexing this. So uh, you do need to hold the SAT token to propose a uh, proposal to that token. Mm, and so you, you have to be a token holder It's to avoid spamming. And each person can only have a 10 active proposals at once. Mm. And, and, and also you can set a minimum quorum for like the minimum amount of token uh, that have to participate in a vote for this proposal to actually be considered uh, valid and concluded. And then you can set a, the threshold for the pause and however amount of tokens that have voted if a certain percentage have voted yes then that proposal is considered passed but this doesn't have any like smart contract uh functionality so basically this is kind of a show of hand indicator to the community uh sentiment then you can do whatever you want to do after you have seen the the, the immutable on-chain transparent vote that already been recorded that's crazy that's so awesome. that's the proposal uh, so I, I i will talk a little bit about how you actually do this so with quorum which is short for call uh you can put like 30 which is 30 percent of the total supply so this is the kind of the the goal that you want to achieve for this proposal to actually uh conclude and then you can set like 16 percent, which is like more than half of 30 percent as a a yes vote to pass this vote and you can put your message down there and whatever you want to write in there and then just inscribe this instruction to your wallet that's holding the token and then send this instruction to the burn wallet which is the black hole wallet that we designated and that will activate the proposal and once people see that this proposal is activated they can then inscribe a vote instruction to their wallet that's holding the token and you do have to be aware of the version number so each uh token can only have like uh you need to have unique uh version numbers for each token so this is proposal one then you need to to do proposal two or three and people can vote uh on that proposal by specifying the version number of that proposal and then they can put the token they're holding uh, it could be a thousand or ten thousand, and whether it's yes or no, and then put a, a custom message that they want to write, and then also inscribe this to your wallet holding the token, and then send to the burn wallet 
to register the vote. Um, once it's registered, uh, our indexer will start to show like the percentage of tokens voted and the amount of yeses and nos. And then once it's reaching the minimum quorum, which is a thirty percent in this example, then this vote is considered concluded. But any vote after that will still be displayed. Uh, it's, it's still valid votes. It's just uh, the minimum has reached. So you can actually start moving your tokens. So the rules for the voting is that during the period of the vote in process, you cannot move your tokens. If you move your token, if your token balance ever gets lower to the amount that you voted, then this vote will be automatically invalidated. So uh, that's kind of a, like how you actually show your holdings and show your voting powers is to actually hold the token during the process of the vote. So is that is, is there a time period of, so basically that is from when the vote starts until when the vote finishes. And then once the vote finishes, you can obviously sell, right? Yeah, once the vote is concluded, like when it reaches the minimum quorum, then you can start moving your uh, tokens. And if you want to sell it or list it, it's okay. Okay, awesome. I love this because like we don't, this is, there's no other governance. Is there a shizzy that you know of? I mean, we've talked Nothing. about ability, capability of governance with certain protocols, but this is actually the implementation of it, right? So that's awesome. Go ahead, Sonic. Yeah, actually our indexer hasn't built up this uh, indexing logic yet. This is uh, just purely in the proposal, like uh, on the document stage. But I've, I've noticed that there's one guy in the community already built like a dashboard on a platform called Genie Data. Oh, uh, yeah. They're also building like indexers for like different ordinals, like on different protocols. And uh, what you can do is on that platform, you can create some kind of logic to filter out all the, all the institutions. And there's already like voting percentages already showing like how many people have voted. So that was really exciting to see as well. That's really cool. Awesome, awesome. So, so you had the the first part, and then the second part with the the governance, uh, trying to get that implemented. Um, and then, is there a part, or are you still breaking down this part, or is there a part three? Uh, actually, yes. So, whoa. Uh, so here, here it is. So the second proposal have already been proposed. Actually. This idea only come to me like during a space a couple of days ago. Uh, one community member said, can we lock, lock our token like for a certain amount of time? Let's say like 100 blocks. I said, of course, yes, you can. Let <laughs> me add a proposal. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I've added a uh, new proposal, which is proposal two. And that includes two operations, actually, lock and also burn. So uh, a burn is also heavily requested, I, I think very early on, especially for like uh, stable coins, because they need to have like a changing total supplies. And sometimes they need to actually burn a token to reduce the total supply to show provenance. Oh. So burn is, I think, a really important uh, function to have. And that's very simple. Basically just inscribing this to your wallet and this uh, does burn your credit. It doesn't burn your cash. 
you do need to convert your tokens from cash to credit first. That means by burning all those valid mint or send inscriptions and send them to the black hole wallet. And that will convert the cash to credit. And then you can burn those credit by like automatically this destroying this token. And that will show by reducing like the total supply of the token. Oh, wow. Shizzy, and why aren't you jumping up clapping? I, I love burning, man. I love <laughs> yeah, burning. He so, loves like, burning. I, I, I come from the, the Zen community. Uh, so it's like, I don't know, over there on the ERC, ERC side, uh, like burning is like everything that those guys stand for. But anyway, so what, what would be some incentives to burn, potentially? Uh, burning right now, I think all the operations are, I want to try to make them like minimally modulized so that future builders can actually build more complex stuff by using all those modular functions. And if you combine something like airdrop to burn or something like lock and airdrop, then you can essentially do some like interesting DeFi staking stuff with that. Oh, um, wow. But this is, I, I want to make everything like very simple, very modulated so that this is not too complicated for people to actually use and understand. And so the lock operation is uh, the idea that a community member proposed. And I, because we already have the sell order with block uh, expiration time, I thought, well, that'd be easy to implement. Basically, just lock your credit for a certain amount of blocks. And then after the unlock, uh, the lock period, then you can unlock it to a specified wallet. So you can actually do like a delayed transfer with this function as well. Uh, you can lock it to yourself and lock it to other people. I think with this function, probably some swaps can, or some like staking, some pools can be built around this as well. For sure. Wow. Staking really for cool sure. Yeah, so staking, that, that could give it like exactly, like you can stake it, block it, lock it, lock, lock it up in a while for hundred days. And then during hundred days, you can receive something else slowly. Or something like that, or yeah. something on those lines. There's so many, so many different things you can do that we never could do before. And I, dude, this is this is amazing, Sonic. Yeah, yeah, and this is actually very straightforward to uh, index in our logic, and uh, we're already implementing the sell operation. Uh, I can't remember if I talked in detail about that one actually last time. The, I don't think you the, did the, the sell operation side. Yeah, I don't think you did. Yeah. So the sell and the airdrop function is kind of the two major new operations that the ORC cache introduced on top of the ORC 20 protocol. Um, so the sell function is essentially selling your credit. And with this operation, uh, actually the format is very much like the ERC 20 smart contract. So if you want to sell, say, a thousand or OSH token, uh, then you can inscribe a sell operation to your own wallet, and then also send to the burn wallet to activate it. Once the sell order is activated, people will be able to see that there's a sell order of a thousand OSH and they will see a wallet address that you leave behind. And all they need to do to buy this token is to send Bitcoin 
enough Bitcoin to this wallet address and they will automatically get that token. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, it kind of so works like a smart contract. Like, yeah, essentially, yes. That's... So with this, yes, with this cell function, I think that the, the three most common use cases like I would recommend right now is essentially the a trustless OTC trade. Let's say if Shizi wants to sell to uh, Yagobi a thousand already, you can inscribe a, a sell order with the price in Satoshi, like each for each token, and then a expiration time based on the block height. And then you can put Yagobi's wallet address directly into the buyer bracket instead of putting just anyone, then this order is only valid, only purchasable for Yagobi and only mm -hmm. from his wallet to your wallet, uh, sending Bitcoin, that's the valid purchase. Um, so that's really great. I think for like OTC orders where you don't need to rely on a third party anymore, just trading between each other, but it's trustless. So you can do this with Bitcoin? Yes, with okay. Bitcoin. Basically, our indexer will be monitoring this wallet address for all up, uh, incoming UTXOs. And whenever there's a UTXO that comes into this wallet address, while this sale order is active, we consider it a valid purchase. Doesn't matter what, what it's purpose for. Just once you activate this order, this order uh, cannot be canceled. And anyone sending Bitcoin to this wallet address that you leave behind is considered valid if you actually let anyone to buy it. Okay. But you can also put multiple wallet addresses in the buyer bracket, and that essentially becomes a whitelisted token sale. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, I haven't seen this before. Um, you know, what I'm seeing is some trustless OTC between um, not non-Bitcoin stuff, uh, you know, in terms of like the, the buyer being able to use bitcoin this is the first that i'm seeing it to be able to designate the exact address so this is definitely innovative and love to see it because i think this will be utilized so yeah i think the biggest advantage for erc20 and also the early ico boom was the ability to be able to just send ethereum to a smart contract address and get a token automatically i think that was the like the biggest use cases and that was what's driving the utility of Ethereum itself. I think this probably will do the same effect on Bitcoin as well. It's essentially you can only use Bitcoin to buy this token once people decided to use the sell function to sell their tokens. So this can also be used for like uh, basically ICOs, like public token offerings. Mm, okay. Let's say if you uh, deployed a token with like 10,000 total supply and you decided to like you didn't put a limit so it's not a public mint so you can uh, basically mint all of them in the next exchange and then get all the token supply to yourself and then burn that mint instruction into credit and then you can do all sorts of uh, funky things with it like selling them let's say that like, if you want to sell like uh, 70 million of them like 7 million of them you can put that into a single sale order and then just put maybe if you want put a limit on it so that you can limit which address can buy how many and then anyone can just send bitcoin the exact amount to your wallet address to buy this token they will get the credit automatically 
Wow. Our indexer will recognize that. That's awesome. That's insane. That's, that's, I mean, that's a smart contract without it being a smart contract. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I'm blown yeah. away. Yeah, pretty much. You know what I'm realizing is that, yeah, it, you know, smart contracts can make life a lot easier for things. But um, if you're here early in this space, you actually learn about everything that happens within a smart contract because you're breaking it down from like feature to feature. Right. And then eventually yeah. as this innovates, it'll become more, uh, you know, easier and stuff like that. But yeah, this is great, man. Like you've done a lot since the last time we've talked. An insane amount. <laughs> <laughs> so actually with this cell function, I do need to give a warning about like front running. So if you are seeing like a small sale order that's selling like say a thousand already and there's no limit in who can buy, that means anyone can send Bitcoin and front run your purchase order and then get the token where you are sending Bitcoin to the wallet address without getting anything. So that's kind mm -hmm. of the right now the problem that we're seeing with this implementation because the 10 minute confirmation and the, the, the gas wars is really not something we can prevent at this stage. So with, with the whitelisting that can sort of mitigate part of the problem, but uh, it's still something we're thinking about how to actually prevent people from front, front running while someone else already paid. Essentially, if you want to like really have EO intent, you can essentially have a sell order active and then front run all the buyers that bought it and then you get the bitcoin and the token to yourself as well so you are not actually selling token you're just scamming people from sending bitcoin to your wallet address without giving them any so that's kind of the 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 the, the problem that uh, the might arise with with this implementation but we do need to give the community some guidelines in how they will engage with this. Yeah, but if I'm a buyer, um, I can, you know, check the inscription myself and see the addresses that are eligible, right? If it was an yeah. OTC trade, so I don't have to worry about that if I confirm on yeah. my end. So it's basically do yeah. your own research, due diligence. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, with the cell order, uh, cell function being indexed, I think probably um, next week, hopefully, then we will actually build a front end to show all the cell orders that's active on InfoSec. So you will be able to filter them by tokens and see which token is uh, on sale and the amount of token that you need to pay to buy it and whether you are actually illegit you're legit in the whitelisting. Um, so that's that's the kind of experience you can expect in the future with InfoStat. Uh, we might not actually build uh, like a PSBT marketplace. So for InfoStat, I think showing the sale orders is kind of still the information, right? You're not actually sending us any transaction fees. This is totally trustless, like non-third party trade. Uh, buying this token, we don't get a single penny. Gotcha. So, so you and I have kind of discussed a little bit in our in our DMs, and um, I'm just curious why why wouldn't Infosat ha create a secondary marketplace? Uh, I think the PSBT market is really easy to implement. It's kind of the most widely adopted method of trading. It's trustless, and I really love it. 
and it's really good for trading NFTs. But right now, I think the market is uh, already saturated. Uh, there's lots of options, lots of different kind of experiences with different specialties. Uh, I think trying to compete in that market will be uh, something that we might consider in the future, maybe with another brand, actually. Uh, it's also trying to just keep InfoSet a purely like a information platform. And I'm, I'm re like really a big believer in branding and brand, brand recognitions. Uh, I think if you don't want to build up a brand, you don't, you don't want to add unnecessary things to it that's not related to the brand. So everything I do probably would be with a different brand. So that that's like the goal set wallet that I'm showing later. That's a that's a great um, answer, actually. Though, <laughs> like, that's yeah. actually really smart. I yeah. like that a lot because you don't want to you want too much at one wall, and you kind of I mean we're in a decentralized space, right? Everything supposed to be decentralized. So if you're if you guys are doing everything, marketplace protocol, everything, it's not. It'll make it less decentralized as if another team came in and started building it. Potentially, you know. Something yeah. like that. So, is, is that is that something you you see happening? A, a, another another group of people coming in and using your protocol to start a marketplace and things like that. Yeah, uh, actually, there's a team called XRC Swap that's already trying to build a, a sort of a DEX function on ORC Cash protocol, and but they're actually considering doing some bridging to like second layers of Bitcoin, like Stacks. Mm or lightning to solve this problem. I don't think layer one swaps will be secure and efficient enough to actually support mass adoptions. So I think they understand that, that they're trying to solve it in a different way. Yeah. That makes me sad. I don't like hearing <laughs> well, that. I want to do it well, all on layer one. Well, well also, <laughs> Shizzy, me, too, me too. everybody wants to do layer one. You know, I'm a big proponent of that, but I think more than anything is that like there's so many people trying different things that's going to make it the most easiest UI. At the end of the day, that's what matters. So, but I, I think the last thing I want to talk about is on the protocol side is the airdrop function, uh, if I haven't mentioned it last time. So, with this inscription, you can basically airdrop a certain amount of token to all different kind of wallets within one inscription. Actually, uh, I know someone already airdropped uh, a token called uh, Pepe Bit to all the Pixel <laughs> Pepe holders. Okay. And like 1,500 of them. And they inscribed like a big file with all the addresses if you hold multiple, then you actually get multiple because if you write the same wallet address in this list multiple times, you are actually credit multiple times. So with the airdrop function, it's it definitely saves a lot of money than airdropping BRC20 tokens, <laughs> for sure. That's awesome. So another feature there. You, you know, um, the ORC cash uh, protocol it it started on counterparty didn't it like the concept of it uh actually the, the the protocol the concept of the protocol was derived from like early conversation i had with the cto of uh, uh wallet harry 
Okay. And also the CEO of Oswab, Jack. I think when BRC21 came out, we had this like Twitter discussion about the protocol. And I was saying, why don't we just trade all the 21,000, all the mint institutions as cash? I think that would be more efficient and fun. And But then we are stuck at like how to split the, the token balances into like sm smaller denominations. But later on, that idea came to me while I was helping the ORC20 protocol to improve. I give them a lot of ideas. Some of them will require like a burning mechanism of sending your instructions to a burn wallet. And so then something just hit it and I said, okay, I can split the token just by burning the cash and create a credit, right? And that credit will be a floating number on your wallet address that can be use in any way you want you can like inscribe a new send institution with a small amount smaller number and send that as uh, uh to split it so uh i think the idea basically was built like since uh when i saw brc20 and working on orc20 and uh yeah okay yeah so i must have misheard then because I, I i heard it was from a, a while back but like the features like that you're adding now just have never been there and it's it's amazing what, what you guys have done so far so that's cool uh and then you said GoSat is the next big product right yeah uh actually one last thing uh <laughs> you might have noticed that the protocol is really heavy on burning <laughs> like i love it are... i love it solving all sorts of problems by burning institutions. Um, so with the RC cash protocol, I've actually already picked all the burn wallet for all the different UTXO chains, which means this protocol can be adopted by all those chains right now. That include BTC, BCH, BSV, Litecoin, Dogecoin. And if you have an Ordinals instruction system already in place, you can start using this uh, protocol right now. Awesome. Um, it will require like individual indexings on that chain as well. We are in the process of yeah. like start building those as well. Uh, one really interesting thing I want to uh, let the audience know is that I've actually deployed it a sell order of 21,000 actually i think it's 21 billion basically the total amount of sats that exist and uh, as a token 2.1 country uh, quadrillion <laughs> yes yes okay as a token called burn and i've put a sell order of burn uh into the black hole and basically means that if you send any inscriptions to the black hole wallet, you will receive the burn, burn token. Like if you what? send an inscription containing 546 sats, that's like a purchase order of the burn token. So that's kind of the incentive for all the burning that we're causing. And genius. the token price is yeah, that's genius. No, no, no. So, so, so basically, it can be any inscription because they're carried by sats, right? So, like, and then exactly. so the amount of sats that you uh submit to the burn wallet you, in return, you're getting that same amount in burn token, right? Yeah, 
so uh which means this token is always packed to one side so mm -hmm. if this price ever goes up to one side i'm, I'm actually scared that means people will actually start burning their bitcoins directly to get this token. <laughs> so hopefully that won't happen. But I think early on, while the supply is small, that's something that actually might happen. So as much as, as really I know cool. about the, <laughs> it's it's fun, dude. This is a fun. I know. This is a fun. You're burning thing. Bitcoin away. God, out of out of circulation. So, that's, so what what happens crazy. to those sats? Are they being locked up, or are they just kind of like will never yeah, be? Yeah. Okay. Like the, this this burn wallet is a really well known burn wallet address. Like one Bitcoin either don't send. Uh, this was I actually found this in the the Bitcoin I think uh, early like Bitcoin talk forum. So this this wallet is the legit burn wallet. If you send anything to this wallet, I, I think there's no chance of seeing it ever coming out again. Gotcha, love it, dude. I love this. I'm, 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 I'm speechless. This is amazing. Yeah, I love it's burning. Awesome. I love like that's the best thing. That's the best thing because there'll never be more than 21 million Bitcoin. So let's just burn a million away. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, so if well, we like see massive adoption of this operation, like of ORC Cash protocol. I think there will definitely be a deflationary factor to the Bitcoin supply itself. And that's what people say about Ethereum. That's why Ethereum apparently is so amazing because now it's deflationary. And if we can potentially make Bitcoin deflationary, I mean, sky's the limit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, also, yeah. Bitcoin's deflationary will would be hyper if there was like a, a consistent mechanism yeah. that was burning it. Because like with yeah. Ethereum, the supply's unlimited but but, yeah. but the the burn outpaces it so yeah this is this is awesome and i think this is just great to kind of give an example of somebody that wants to do a burn project you know what i mean or something like that yeah like zen potentially yeah yeah you know that you can now like do zen, zen yeah. on on orc or cash exactly that's awesome all right so this is this is this is the good the good <laughs> stuff that looks great and all that stuff so i want to learn about ghost that okay. wallet First of all, there's a token right. goes at ORC cash. Is that official or not? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. no. Uh. I, 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 yeah, it, it would be like a community meme token. Um, I, I didn't deploy any tokens for either InfoSet or GoSet. Okay. The only yeah. token I deployed it was the uh, the OSH oh. token, which is a fair mint public launch. And I actually didn't mint any, but the community did uh, donate some to me. And I actually give it out in the incident lately. I actually, I, I saw this cheesy talk about it in the last show that you are doing the wiki cap. Uh, I, so to clarify, so our indexers first indexed the OSH token based on just purely OSH uh, slash uh, ORC slash cash protocol. Uh, to make it like more simplified because we haven't supported like backward compatibilities with BRC20 and ORC20 yet at that time. So that limit was created by just only recognizing the ORC's uh, cache uh, name when you put into the protocol bracket. But later on, when we're doing the com backward compatibility indexing, we actually found out that some community member deployed it 
OSH token with ORC slash 20. And there was 23 of them. So those 23 are actually earlier than the last 23 that essentially pushed out 23 of the previously considered valid mints into invalid. And we didn't anticipate this. And so we included that 21 million that we first indexed uh, into Magic Eden as the valid mint and they are started trading and people are already buying and, buying and selling. So I thought to make up this like negligence of not thinking of people will actually do this. Um, we, I've decided to swap out the 23 inscriptions if you ever bought it on the market or you're still holding it. So I will send you a valid one if you send it to my wallet. And I think I did like most of them already. Uh, gotcha. I think one guy decided to just burn it and uh, didn't let me swap it for him. Mm. Well, that's cool that you did that for them. Yeah. Yeah, that was something I saw. That was some FUD that was dropped for you guys. I, I didn't think it was anything. People were talking about it in spaces, but again, I, I thought it was, I, I didn't think anything of it. So. Yeah, right now the Magic Eden collection is already updated to the actual valid ones, including yep. all those 23 that's minted with ORC20 as the name. Um, so yeah, so now you shouldn't have any further problems on that part. Awesome. Hopefully we will be more thoughtful on like future indexings to not cause any kind of problems like this. This is the type of stuff that happens when you're early though. Like yeah. it, this is, this is, you know, there's, there's amazing things that happen when you're early and then there's some stuff you have to deal with when you're early. Yeah. And this is just some of the stuff that's going to continuously happen. But you know, that's, that's, you know, the power of early. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and, and another, another thing that was sort of, related to this problem was that when I deployed it, the second proposal, I totally forgot that I, I give all my OSH away. <laughs> you so, gave it all away? <laughs> yeah, because I give all of my like uh, valid ones away by swapping them with the, the community. And so my proposal was actually invalid because I don't have any tokens. <laughs> uh -oh. So I have to like emergency buy <laughs> one a magic Eden and deploy it again and let the community uh, continue their vote. And I also decided to like pay all the pre previously voted ones uh, their transaction fees back. <laughs> so you heard it first here, guys. We're doing a buyback. <laughs> <laughs> well, I awesome. mean, that, that also shows how much you believe in what you're doing. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a strong yeah. statement. To make it. Yeah, I, I do have to like, I have like really clear lines and principles because when you are writing the standard, then that's kind of the, the, the expectation that people put on you. And yeah, yeah. I respect awesome. that. I, I love that. It's awesome. Yep, for sure. So, so what? All right, let's talk about yeah. the exciting stuff. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, GoSat Wallet was our only implementation of a uh, Autonos wallet, but we are actually built on top of the uh, Unisat open uh, source uh, framework. Uh, I think they built a really awesome wallet and they are really generous enough to open source it. 
And so we see no need in rebuilding that part. So what we did is basically use their existing framework and adding two new uh, access points to that wallet that are, will enable all three protocols to be uh, managed in one wallet. And so GoSat wallet will still be a non-custodial extension wallet, same like the Unisat wallet. And you can store, send, and receive Bitcoin and ordinals. Uh, you can also store, send, receive tokens, uh, but they're we're supporting BRC20, ORC20, and also ORC Cash. And uh, right now you can test it by uh, actually, no, right now you can't test it. Uh, this is still like a closed uh, beta test. Beta, okay. We've, we, yeah, beta test. We've given the, the core community a chance to test out this wallet first. I think the review was uh, really uh, overwhelmingly good. And so now if you go to actually test.infostat, you can already try to connect your wallet to uh, GoSat. So this is uh, actually, can, can you see the extension in, in the view? Uh, oh, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't see the wallet. Oh, oh you see that. Okay. Drop, we can't okay. see the drop down. No. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So you, okay. I'll see if I can uh, fix that. But you can connect to your GoSat wallet on test.info.io. And once that's connected, then you will be able to uh, basically just check your wallet balances. And uh, the wallet itself is very similar to the Unisat experience uh, with some like UI overhaul and our own coloring and branding. And now it supports all three protocols. Yeah. So that's basically the, the, the experience you can expect. Awesome. And uh, if I can't show the view, maybe you just have to wait for a little bit longer. <laughs> okay, no problem. So, um, will that wallet, does that wallet have like the, the black hole function to where you can, you know, get the, yeah. uh, convert the cash, cash to credit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's sorry. one click converting. So awesome. you, uh, there's a button called convert. Uh, it's displayed in when you open up a token balance. And you can uh, click that and just pick the cash bills that you have and click next and next. And that's all, you, all it takes to convert them to credit. Awesome. Yeah, because, you know, the, the easier that an end user can do that and do certain functions, the better. So I'm, I'm super yeah. glad that you guys have that integrated into the wallet. Yeah, the, the burn wallet is... Uh, we will put a lot of functions with the burn wallet at default, so you don't have to actually input it and uh, it will save you some time copy pasting. So awesome. yeah, make it as like seamless as possible when yeah. you are using the protocol. So so uh, this obviously has like a big connection with uh, InfoSat, the website. Um, are you trying to make InfoSat the ordinals version of Etherscan? Because it seems like maybe it could be heading that direction. Yeah, I think that's kind of the analogy that we use because the display of tokens and uh, balances, transactions is kind of the key features we want to add to InfoSat. Uh, if not now, slowly in the future. 
So yeah, it's a scan is a, a, a good example to, to, to tell people about this. Awesome. Awesome. And, and, yeah. and the, go ahead, Shizzy. Okay. I was going to say the indexer that you guys are using for all of this, are you guys uh, using the Unisat indexer? Uh, so uh, with the ORC 20 and ORC cache, this is our purely our own implementation of indexing without any reliance on uh, like third party API. Um, but within the wallet of uh, GoSat, the BRC 20 balance was used with the Unisat API. So they, they are built in with the original wallet and we didn't change it. Awesome. So they're still uh, drawing the API, API from uh, Unisat. And actually that also includes the Ordinals display. So if you just checking your Ordinals holdings, that's uh, also using the Unisat API. But I think we will slowly gotcha. start to build our own just in case if Unisat decided to not let us use it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, but hopefully not, uh, but yeah. We, we will start to build our own like BRC20 indexing as well. And also the Ordinals uh, indexing explorer, things like that on InfoSat. Do, do, um, just like, obviously right now, that's the problem. The problem right now is we don't have any decentralized indexers, right? So if Unisat decided to say, no, we're, we're the only ones that can use this, then we're gonna have issues. Do you guys have any plans to decentralize your indexers in the future? Or are you guys thinking about just keeping them mainly centralized kind of until things kind of grow? Yeah, that's a great question. Actually, the when we are uh, trying to use the uh, info Unisat open source uh, BRC20 indexer, we found out that there's a lot of ambiguities and things that didn't actually specify in the example that they showed. Uh, but that indexer also heavily relies on their own APIs. So I, I don't think that's fully uh, open source yet. We will try to build our own. Hopefully, we'll have the same balance. But we do have to like consult them on a lot of issues, like very small things that you never thought of, but it was really important indexing, like a single comma. I think this problem actually raised some eyebrows uh, a couple of weeks ago because when we are doing backward compatibility indexings, we actually found out a token called SATS was deployed earlier than the currently most popularly minted one. Uh oh. <laughs> but, but they put an extra comma at the end. So it's not. So it never went through. So it's not I mean, perfectly valid yeah. JSON code. But, yeah. but JSON 5 allows you to have a like trailing comma. So in JSON 5, that is valid. And we're using JSON 5. That's why we actually indexed it and uh, thought that was the valid uh, one. And uh, the, the, the crazy SATS was not the valid one. And I don't think that, I mean, that decision was a really hard decision to make at the time. Um, but in the end, we decided to actually respect the community consensus by not messing up with the, the SAS token. 
And so I've actually added a specification in the ORC cache protocol while you're indexing uh, that the recommended version of JSON is now the official JSON code, not the JSON gotcha. 5. Because JSON 5 is actually a community build version of JSON, which is not the official one. So gotcha. uh, we've changed to the earlier version to stay with the standard of Unisat and the BRC20 indexing. Mm. Imagine if you did respect that first one, it would take probably another like, eight, mo eight months to get to the 68% of, of minting out. <laughs> no, no, no. That one wasn't deployed with the oh, two point. Max. That oh, okay, one was okay. deployed with like 21 million, million, I think it was like, yeah, something like that. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. That that's yeah that would have been that's actually probably the way to go you want everyone kind of be on the same page so, so some people are using json5 some people are using this it's not obviously indexers won't yeah won't talk to each yeah. other which in the end it's kind of what we want so yeah. well and yeah, also and like that's the kind of specification that we actually need from domo which is the key to indexing and to make that public will be really helpful yeah. for all future indexers and, and json5 is not an official language of programmers is it because you said it was created by community members yeah we found that out by asking chat gpt so chat gpt decided <laughs> that uh, this this is not valid because json5 is not a uh, official version and this is considered uh, uh like uh for syntax like failed syntax gotcha dude every time we talk to sonic i feel like we could go forever you know, I know. It's so good. <laughs> so yeah, good. There's, so, there's so much information. Okay, so the wallet. When will? When do you feel like that's going to be like a public launch? What What's that look like? So yeah, it, this is the the thing that I just share with uh, Shizi. Like uh, before this show, two minutes ago, I just checked Chrome Store and it says got rejected, and I was so heartbroken. I said, "What the hell? This is." bullshit and i checked the reason they said oh you didn't include a privacy policy page and uh, so i have to write up the privacy policy and now hopefully we have resubmitted and it will get accepted soon and people can start using it <laughs> what, what a punch in the stomach it's like you do all this back-end stuff all this front-end stuff you send it in and it's like Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, you think of some privacy. I thought privacy notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's also very important, right? Privacy policies, yeah. terms of uses. Yeah. That's kind kind of the the standard that you do want to follow when building something like this. So, yeah. So now we have that. Actually, I don't know if you can see the uh, the page, <laughs> yeah. but that's the four boring stuff. Even though that's necessary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yes, yeah. awesome. That is awesome. Well, so is, there, uh, is, is there anything that we that we missed? Sorry, I mean, didn't mean to cut oh. you off. Like, is there is there any is there anything else that maybe um, or is that did we cover everything? Uh, uh I, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think we did. I, I was gonna say, you know there's a lot of stuff happening with like protocols and token protocols and all that stuff, you know, what's your view on, you know, cause 
obviously, if you watch our show, you know that we cover the TAP protocol as well. Uh, we cover yeah. all these other different token protocols. Do you feel like the TAP protocol is something different than what you're doing, or is it very sim like very similar? Yeah, actually, read through the TAP protocol document. Um, what I found is that they decided to do what they call a TAP, which is sending an inscription to your own wallet to authenticate that you are actually doing that thing, uh, which is similar to the burn mechanism, but without the burn, actual burning of the inscription. Uh, I, I do see some problem with that, which means that doesn't prevent invalid instructions from going back into circulation. So, so you still need to monitor the state of the instructions by indexing that. Um, this is very technical stuff. And, uh, but I, I think the conclusion was, I think burning is still the 100% secure way to deal with any kind of authentication problems. Gotcha. And also the fun, fun way, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like burning. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Me too. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so Sonic Man, this has been absolutely amazing. We reached our, our hour point. We actually we actually passed it. I really appreciate you coming on, man. If you have anything else in the future, please reach out to us. We'll get you on ASAP. You want to come on that day? We'll okay. get you on that day. We appreciate <laughs> wow. we appreciate okay. everything you do for right. the community, for the for every you know, for the entire ordinal space, man. We really appreciate yeah. builders and we want to put that out there. Like, um, like we got to stop bashing our builders, man. We got to appreciate these guys. And you're one of the, we're, you're one of the, the top guys that I think that we should definitely praise and, and give us, we should give you, you know, more credit. Thank you. Yeah, for Thank sure. And, and also I want to say, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's happening in, you know, in Asia and in China specifically and stuff in terms of innovation for ordinals. And um, Shizzy and I talk about this all the time. It's it's our job to cover everything in the ordinal space that's innovative. And we appreciate without you, we wouldn't be able to do that, you know, for the or cash side. So we appreciate you jumping on. And, um, you know, we, we hope that more people uh, just get educated through these videos and stuff like that. So we appreciate it. It's great to be on the show. Uh, always loved your interviews, styles. And uh, I think, yeah, gave a lot of valid informations uh we will keep hammering out all kind of tools for the infrastructure of autonomous uh i think there's still a lot missing and we will try to solve uh, all the problems one by one awesome and i'm not gonna lie when you said you watched our last market update I, I smiled inside. <laughs> I was made me so happy. I was like, Sonic watches our updates. Oh, yeah. So, of uh, <laughs> all right, guys, please smash the like on this one. Sonic deserves it, man. We're going to definitely have him on for part three. He might be the first person to ever do part three. So we, uh, <laughs> okay. we appreciate you, Sonic, man. We really appreciate it. Appreciate everyone watching. All Thank right. you, guys. All right. Have a good day. Thank you very much.